going on, man? Welcome back to the basement. I'm on. And as you guys can see by that wonky intro, this is a part of my crazy ambassador series where I go undercover inside of a Reddit league that I found. I'm going to link the video somewhere like the top right or top left. Pretty much I'm infiltrating like a $50 Reddit league and showing you guys every single one of my moves I did in the startup draft and the rookie draft, what I'm going to do my trades in the offseason. And I'll keep updating and updating the series. And the point is to go out, try and win a chip, document the whole thing without getting caught, without someone exposing me in the group chat in the chat. Make sure you go down below, smash the like button, make sure you subscribe. This is my favorite series so far. We're going to be breaking down the rookie draft that just ended a couple days ago in this league. Before we even get into the draft, I'm just going to put up the team on the screen right now, what we're working with before the draft, and we clearly need QB help. We got Tua in QB1. I put the team on my back. We got Marcus Mariota in QB2, looking a, a tad bit rough at the QB2 spot, I will say so myself. So with that 107 pick, we're looking to definitely upgrade at QB. We also need a lot of tight end help. Gerald Everett's not going to get the job done. OJ Howard's not going to get the job done. Tyler Conklin and uh, Albert Okwug Boonham depth pieces i also just need overall depth our, our after our flex we're looking at Corey davis kirk antonio brown and then past that there's not much there we're working with to start in the flex every week and i, and I want to make this clear fellas the the draft we we tanked a little bit we have four 2022 first we're playing for the future but i'm never gonna just you know sit on my hands tie my hands behind my back and just play all the season and just try and lose from out the gate week one we're gonna be trying to win the league in year one because if we get some things to crack right for us we got a good team. Julio, Odo, Beckham, Robert Woods. Those guys could all be top 12 wide receivers. Same thing with Gibson and Mixon. We go into the season. We look good after the rookie draft. We look good. I have four of 2022 first. I hate to trade 2022 first away, but if we go in there, we're like 5-0, and 4-0, and maybe like 4-1. and I might bundle a couple of those, and you can pay up for, for RB1s that aren't super expensive. Like, we could go out there, we could get an Austin Eckler. We could go out there, get an Aaron Jones. You know what I mean? We can get a DeAndre Hopkins. So, we're always trying to win. I, I hate the idea that Oh, I drafted young. I got rookie picks in the next year. So I'm just going to go completely young, completely like that. No, you you can find the balance. You can still try and win while also being young and looking to next season. Because you can, you could, imagine you did a draft like this and you go into the rookie draft, you get Herbert, you get Justin Jefferson. And, and this is the best case scenario, Claypool. You get Jonathan Taylor at the 101 or, or 104 or whatever. At that point in time, you could, with that team, and you and let's say you had four 2022 first you could you could cash a couple of those in last year for a kamara and all of a sudden boom you could win a championship in year one just based off hitting off these rookie picks let's get into the goals i have for this rookie draft we have 10 total picks we have one first at the 107 we have a 203 205 209 210 24 no we have three fourths two fifths that's a lot of picks and i have a lot of holes on the roster before before i drafted this team there are so many holes i think i had like 10 empty bench spots so it's not bad to fill in those spots but i also i want to try and consolidate i want to move to 2022 i want to move to 2023 first those are gold i'm gonna be coming out with a video on that very soon but 2023 first fellas those are the best things to go out and acquire when you're trading back in these rookie drafts and we have four 2022 first, and I could move up with them, and I could use them to maneuver around the draft, but I'm good. I'm, I, I want to sit on those four 2022 first. We'll put those off for a uh, layaway. We'll put them off until later because I think trading future first, unless if you're in season, is never a good idea. I'm never trading away a 2023 first. That, you're trading them at their absolute lowest value, and because they're not players, their stock never changes. Their stock changes a little bit. Oh, it's getting a lot of hype, whatever hype. But a, a future first will always go up and up and up. But the, by the time that you could have traded it away, and by the time that you that that player makes that pick on the clock, that pick's value is going to rise. So they're they're bad assets to trade away unless you absolutely need to. Pretty much the plan is we're hoping for Zach Wilson at the one oh uh, at the one oh seven. But I'm not afraid to go best player available. You know, if Chase is there, Etn, Najee Harris is there, uh, I'm down to go with one of those two and then figure it out at quarterback later. So now it's draft day, fellas. 
We are at pick 107. We're praying something falls to us and 101 goes off. T-Law. No, no big deal. Trevor Lawrence goes first overall in every draft. Then we go Kyle Pitts. Now it's like, okay, Kyle Pitts, something. Kyle Pitts second overall is big. I know it's tight end premium, but Kyle Pitts second overall is big. Then we go Najee Harris at 103. Then we're looking at Trey Lance. So now I'm sitting here at the 105. I have Justin Fields with my 102 in Superfly draft. Now we're sitting at the 105 with Justin Fields still on the clock. I'm like, should I go up and make a move? I don't really want to give up a future 2022. I could maybe bundle up a second or something like that. Nobody wants it. The thing is, fellas, the reason why I'm, uh, I was saying in the Discord group chat today, make sure you go down below, join the Discord. I have like, we have like 50 guys that are subscribers to this channel in the Discord. Uh, we're always talking about fantasy football, doing mock drafts, stuff like that. And he was asking me today, should I be trying to get 2022 second rounders? And to be honest with you guys, future seconds are never a good asset to trade for because seconds, just because like it could even be the 201 and the value difference between the 112 and the 201 is huge. As soon as something becomes a second round pick, it's not that great. I was trying to maybe bundle up like the 107 and like the 209 or the 205, try and go up to the 105. Nobody was biting. And even that I was kind of overpaying a little bit. I was trying to maybe get something in return. So I couldn't come to come to grasp on that kind of deal. So now we go to 105. We got Jamar Chase off the board. So now we're at 106. I'm waiting. Uh, at this point at 106, I know I'm either getting Travis Etienne or I'm getting Justin Fields. That's my 102 and 104 in Superflex. And we're sitting at the 107. This is massive value. I'm telling you guys, you want to, in these rookie drafts this year, those nine picks are huge. So you have the four quarterbacks, Pitts, Chase, and the three running backs. If you can just sit towards the back end and let whatever falls to you fall to you, you're looking great. Because you can get, now we're at the 107. We're at the 107. We're either going to get ETN or, or Justin Fields. And at the 106, Travis ETN goes off the clock or off the board. And I wanted to hit you guys up in the Discord so bad and tell you guys I got Justin Fields at 107. I couldn't. I got to wait until this video comes out to tell you guys. But Justin Fields at the 107, boys. That's fucking huge, man. Like I, I'm pumped for that. This is our team. This is our team that we're building. Massive value at the 107. I, that Justin Fields is my QB two in 102 in Superflex rookie draft, and I got him at the 107. Now we get to pair up Justin Fields with Tua. Our QB, our QB core is looking fine. Nothing fa fantastic, but that's fine. Justin Fields and Tua will get us to the end of the season. We're looking good. Then we're going to the second round. This is where we're gonna have my 203, 205, 210, and 211. I'm, I'm jacked up about the Fields pick. After that, we have Javante Williams at the 108, and. Javante Williams, you know, I, I could have moved up to go get him, but I'm, I'm not really a big fan of trying to move up in drafts. Those are its massive value. I have Javante Williams is like my 108, 109. And I was trying to see if I could maybe move into the first round with my, my seconds. Nobody's really liking him. As I said before, nobody's really interested in those seconds, but I do think in, in hindsight, I wish I bundled a couple, maybe even two or three to go out and get a 2023 first. That's how high on 2023 first I am. And then after Javante goes, you enter that new tier wide receiver. You have Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle. Uh, all the way to Terrace Marshall. And I'm not interested of any of those, any of the RBs like Trey Sermon, Michael Carter until that tier of wide receivers are off the board. And I'm not interested in trading up for like a Devonta Smith or Jalen Wall because I see Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith in the same tier as a Bateman, as an Elijah Moore, Rondell Moore, Terrace Marshall. So Waddle, Devonta Smith, Bateman go. Now we're in the second round. Elijah Moore, Rondell Moore, Terrace Marshall are left. I was thinking, all right, Terrace Marshall, Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore are the last three wide receivers in this tier. It'd be pretty dope if we could just get those three and call it a day in our uh, in our second round because I have four picks there. Maybe if I have to go, I have to add a, I have to give him my back two seconds, maybe a four, something like that. He wasn't really biting on it. He was telling me that he had his eyes on a guy ever since a couple months ago. He really wanted to draft him there. And of course he snipes me. He takes Elijah Moore. So then at, at the 203, we go Rondell Moore. And I'll be honest with you guys, at that point in time, I had Rondell Moore ahead of Terrace Marshall. Now I have Terrace Marshall ahead of Rondell Moore, but we go Rondell Moore at the 203, not great value. The 204 goes, then the 205 comes around, we get Terrace Marshall. So not crazy value, but those are, those are some solid depth 
wide receiver flex spots for me which which as i said before we need those bad once you get past those early seconds so the 203 and 205 those picks have value i could maybe i could bundle one with like a back end second maybe go out and get a 2023 first as i said once you get to the 210, 209, or 210, 211, no one's really, no one's really trying to get those picks. People are trying to get those picks, but they're trying to give you maybe a third and a depth piece. No one's out there trying to give you a future first for two late seconds. There's, there's no way that's happening. And if it, if it is, respect because that, that's a great move. But I, I couldn't, I couldn't get that value there. I had to man up, take the value there. I went with Nico Collins and Diami Brown. And I have them about, I had them at my 209 and 210. I got them at 210 and 211. So no, nothing crazy in value, but two prospects I like. Why not go best player available? We add to the wide receiver room. And Nico Collins is a guy I really like at the end of that second round. He is the last wide receiver drafted on day two or day one. Not named Terrace Marshall, Jamar Chase. That's an alpha wide receiver. He has that Chase Claypool type upside. With this, I get four wide receivers. And I'm kind of going for a shotgun approach with Diami Brown, Nico Collins, Terrace Marshall, and Rondell Moore. I'm hoping maybe we can just hit on one of them. Maybe we get the next Claypool, Higgins, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, you know, these day two or second round wide receivers that pop off. I think that we have a chance that maybe one of them could hit. And like I said, I wish I bundled up two or three of these seconds when I got a 2023 first, 2022 first. And it sucks that I didn't. Uh, it, there wasn't really much of a market for these seconds. You know, every league is different. The trade calculator tell you one thing. Oh, you can put four seconds in there and go out and get the 103. That's not going to happen in real life. You're not going to put in four second round picks and the guy with the 103 is going to gladly just do that. No one no one wants quantity over quality. So it's hard to move those seconds. And I wish I did. But at the same time, like I said, I had like eight roster spots empty on my bench. And at a certain point, I already have four 2022 first. We're sitting on those. Those will we'll, we'll trade back out of the first and we'll get future 2023 first. And we'll we'll make sure that we get that golden loom, that that treasure chest of trade assets going later down the line. At a certain point, we have to roster players. Then we get to the fourth round. I didn't have any third round picks. We have the 401, 405, 507, and 511. And uh, these trade these picks, you're not really doing much. You're not going to trade out of the fourth. And if you do, it's for like dumb assets. And at that point, I I'm good. I'll just make these picks on these on these dart throws. And I got value every step of the way here. And at the four one i love the value i go chuba hubbard who i have as my 304 so almost a full round of value and i don't care about the carolina landing spot i get that mccaffrey's great and i'm not saying chuba hubbard will ever be in a spot where he'll be able to be better than christian mccaffrey but mccaffrey will probably be at the he he might leave his prime by the time chuba hubbard's at the end of that rookie deal and on top of that we've seen that christian mccaffrey can get hurt they lost mike davis they have nobody there besides chuba hubbard in that backfield they have like I don't even think it's Rod Smith. I think it's uh, Reggie Bonifon maybe at this point. They have no one behind Chuba Hubbard. So if McCaffrey ever goes down, you're looking at the new Mike Davis. You just got him in the third round of a, of a rookie draft. And Chuba Hubbard has that all-purpose skill set. You know, as much as he, he slid in the draft, if he gets second round draft capital, Chuba Hubbard, he's just somebody that's going at the, the one, two turn in the Trey Sermon, Michael Carter range, even may probably ranked ahead of them. Then we have my 405. And at that spot, I get my 306, Anthony Schwartz. So another about 12 picks of value there then we're getting into our our late round late round picks and in the fifth round of the 507 i get my 312 so that's like a, a round and a half of value once you can start getting into these late rounds adp is so is so wishy-washy with these that you can get crazy values just following your own rankings and as always my rankings are in the patreon in the description down below if you guys want to know just like my full list of who i have who i would take where i have keen and wangwu at the 312 on my rankings i got him at the 507 this guy has He's like a, I would say like a mini Antonio Gibson. And I think that you guys are going to be a little bit off put by that, but both guys were senior year players. They didn't have a lot of touches. Antonio Gibson didn't have a lot of touches. He was seeding them to Kenny Gainwell, Tony Pollard, Darrell Henderson. This guy, Keenan Wangwu, he went to Iowa State. He got drafted in the fourth round. So that's that's great draft capital. But he played behind David Montgomery at Iowa State and then Brees Hall. Brees Hall is going to be probably the 101 in drafts or like 
the 101 uh, among all the position players next year in drafts, he is that dog at running back. He's like this year's like Najee Harris, Travis Etienne. He's in that tier of player. So the fact that Keenan Wangwu never really uh, broke out isn't that scary to me. But he runs like a 4'3". A, a he's like 5'10", 200 pounds. He's somebody that can come in there. If I think that the Vikings drafted him, and I know that Alexander Madison is there, but there's always a role to be had. Alexander Madison could get hurt. I know Mike Boone had a game or two that one year. At this point, when you're in the fifth round and you're in like the, the early fourth round, at this point, you just want to get a couple weeks from these guys, especially the running back. And same thing with my, my 5'11". I go Jamar Jefferson, who's my 401 workhorse build. I made a video that he's going to be the next Cam Akers, and then he went to the pro day and absolutely took a shit on his draft value. That's a tough look. But if you're getting Jamar Jefferson, a guy that had, I think, like 1,500 yards as a rookie or as a true freshman in college in the Pac-12 and someone that literally put away Oregon by himself last year, he's a really good running back. He goes to, to Detroit, and I want to say in like the sixth round. And I love DeAndre Swift, but if he goes down, you're looking at a backfield of Jamar Jefferson and Jamal Williams. So that's, that's not a bad gig at all. So as you guys see on the screen now, we're looking at the final starting lineup, and now it's time to give this draft a grade. As, as the title said, I'm giving my rookie draft a grade. And I would say I would say a strong B plus. This is uh, Fields at 107 is the highlight of the draft. I don't know why people are sleeping on him. I'm gonna come out with a video on why Fields is being undervalued in drafts right now. He's my 102. He's not budging. I don't care that Trey Lance went to the 49ers. Trey Lance is my 103, so it's close for me. But to say that Trey Lance is much better to move Justin Fields super far down your boards because of the Chicago landing spot at the 11th overall pick, wild to me. Wild, just like just wild overreactions and recency bias. We're seeing a lot of these rankings and ADPs, but I'm not going to budge. Then past the first round, I'm not super hyped about what we did. You know, I feel like I got good value on Terrace Marshall, but I would have liked to consolidate a couple of those seconds into maybe T. Higgins or a 2023 first. Those are two of my favorite uh, players and assets to trade for right now. The only downside to the draft was the lack of trading and using all 10 rookie picks. I would have liked to bundle a couple, move, move into next year's draft. I already have four 2022 firsts, but you can never really have too many future firsts. So I would have liked to get some in 2023, but, you know, such is life, fellas. But I felt like I smashed my round four and five picks, and I'll be updating you guys on what's to come with this team. I'll probably give an update uh, before week one. If I get if I start rattling off trades here and there, I, I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll do an update video on all my trades that I've been making, but expect definitely expect at the minimum. Expect prior to week one, so probably sometime in August, expect like a, a midseason update, expect a playoff update. And then from in from there in between, if any big trades happen, anything like that, I'll post it on my Discord or I'll make a video about it. So as always, if you made it this far, man, I appreciate it. Make sure you go down below, subscribe, leave a like, join the Discord. As always, man, you can find me at Ronstore underscore on Twitter. We're at like 800 subscribers right now. You guys have been showing a lot, a lot of love at this point. We've gained like 50 subscribers since the NFL draft. It's only like been a week or so since then. So the growth has been amazing, guys. I really appreciate it. As always, I'll see you guys in the next one. Yeah, hey. Hey. Yeah, am I changing right before your eyes? <laughs> Becoming someone you don't recognize As if I was disguised I'm on that shit as if I was the flies I'm touching skies, no puffin' lie Many songs that I made in my bedroom and shit Gon' finally get a nigga leg room in the whip From a Civic to a 7 Must've died and went to heaven Like a passenger on 9-11